What's going on, y'all? I'm Montel Harden. Welcome to the Fit For Real podcast, the go-to show for men and women looking to drop 30 to 60 pounds, tone up, build some muscle, and get their energy, health, and confidence back. We've helped over 200 men and women get healthier, and 25 of them have dropped between 30 to 60 pounds in just four months and working with us. And the best part is you'll be given or we'll be giving you the blueprint to get you in the best shape of your life using just one percent of the entire time in your week. So being too busy is completely out the window now. In today's episode, we're talking about four tiny, small eating habits that'll get you in the best shape of your life. Uh, The biggest struggle with healthy eating is that it always feels unsustainable. Like as soon as you start it, it's like, man, I know there is no way I can do this forever. It's like you're one meal away from a two-week binge session. I'm here to give you the game plan that my clients and myself use to scrap that mentality, uh, to scrap the habits, the habits feeling that way, uh, and to make healthy eating ultimately an easy thing for you to do. Now, before we dive into this, I just want to remind you guys that I'm on YouTube twice a week, showing you how I'm navigating, running a business, being married, traveling, all that good stuff. And tomorrow, I've actually got a what I eat in a day, which is actually what I'm eating today. I'm filming it today, and it's going to be posted tomorrow. Uh, just you know, walking through why I eat what I eat, you know, how it's beneficial, uh, how I focus on you know eating the right things while still running a business with uh, over 70 clients, uh, three different staff members. Uh, being married, all these different things. Um, I'm busy just like y'all. I am a fitness coach, but uh, I spend a lot of my time at a desk the same way that maybe a software engineer or an accountant or somebody like that may, you know, my job is much more in line with yours than it is with maybe an in-the-gym, in-person trainer. I'm not running around all day. I'm not um, always moving, always active in terms of being in the gym for my job. My job is much more of the business aspect uh, than the training aspect. Uh, and I'm still making time to navigate my health and fitness, and I want to help y'all get that done as well. So, it's your eating, right? So as we dive in, it's your eating. Like I think we can we can pretty much agree, it's your eating. When when it comes to the reason you can't get where you want to be, uh, it's where you just can't get right. As they say, Mister or Mrs. Can't get right. You're tired of salads, bland chicken, juicing. It's hell. You hate every single second of eating healthy. Uh, something fried, greasy, and sugary starts calling your name about two hours into every diet. Like you literally, you eat your first, like you start, you woke up, you're like, man, I'm about to, you know, I'm about to get this diet going. I'm about to get in the best shape of my life. And you eat your first breakfast of boiled eggs and a banana. And by lunchtime, you're already in the drive-thru just because you just cannot make yourself do it. You try, you try, you try. But you cannot build the consistency that you need in your healthy eating in order to get where you want to be. Imagine, or if that's you, uh, I'm going to give you four actionable strategies. Always actionable. If you're out here, you already know that you always got homework. You always got takeaways. You always got things that you're going to be able to implement. Four actionable strategies that you can implement today that will make healthy eating instantly. I mean, snap of a finger, instantly uh, easier and more habitual for you, which is really the key. We need these things to become a habit. We need these things to be easily ingrainable. We need them to be things 
that you can duplicate and repeat again and again and again and again. So that's what we're working on. These are the habits that we're going to develop to get you in the best shape of your life. Imagine this. I want you to close your eyes real quick. Come on, help you paint a picture. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, and really listen to what I'm talking about. Imagine losing weight, toning up, getting healthy easily, easily by tweaking some very small things in your eating habits. No drastic overhauls, no crazy restrictions, just a slight adjustment here, a slight tweak there, followed up with consistency, and bada boom, bada bing, you're in the best shape of your life. Best shape of your life without drastically changing anything that you do, just implementing some very small tweaks and some very small habits that will accidentally get you where you want to be. You didn't even intend for it to happen like that, but that's the snowball effect of being conscious about your eating habits. That's the snowball effect of doing things that positively benefit your body. See, we don't necessarily know and understand how far off we are in terms of what we're eating when we're eating trash. Because you feel bad all the time. You're, you're constipated all the time. You're bloated all the time. Uh, your head hurts all the time. You got indigestion all the time. Your energy is terrible all the time. You got brain fog all the time. See, when these things ha are happening constantly, they just become a part of how we feel. But when you start to eat better, when you start to make more conscious decisions, when your eating habits start to improve, you start to see what feeling better actually is like. You start to realize that it is not common to have a headache all the time. It's not con common to only go to the bathroom once a week. It's not common to never have any type of energy. And once you get on the other side of those issues and you start to feel good, uh, that's the feeling that you're going to chase more than anything. That feeling of feeling good uh, is going to be more important than any greasy, sugary, fried food that's been holding you back from getting to where you want to be. Uh, and with these four habits that we're going to talk about, I'm going to help you finally get there. It sounds good, right? It sounds good to, to just implement some small tweaks and adjustments and get where you want to be. That's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, this one's going to be a little bit shorter because I want you to act on it. I don't want to put a lot of fluff. I don't want to put a lot of words into this. I don't want to confuse your process at all. And these things are so important. Like every single one of them you can do today. Like you can hop off of this live stream and literally do all four of these things before your day ends. And I guarantee you, you will have a better food day than you did today. Now we all know what a good food day is and what a bad food day is. The bad food day is you got you had your meal prep and your lunch and your dinner. Uh, you're in a drive-thru. Even though you had your meal prep, you were meal prepped all day. Or you got Uber Eats or whatever. A good day is where you got up and you ate breakfast at a good time and you got your water in and you had protein every single meal and you had your vegetables two or three times and you had your fruit cup. Like, that's a good day. We all know what a good day is and what a bad day is. Uh, I'm, I'm guaranteeing you that if you do all four of these things that you will end today. It's already noon. You'll end today on a good food day if you implement. So, Let's, no, let's get it. Number one is water, then food. If you develop the mantra of any, before I eat or drink anything, this can apply to drinking too, like alcoholic beverages or uh, juice, soda, whatever it is, which I, you know, I don't, sodas, I don't think we should be drinking that at all. But if that's one of your vices and you're like, man, I'm really trying to wean myself off of it, water, then food slash drink. 
if you start all of your consumption with water, you will always be hydrated. And when you're always hydrated, your hunger signals are much easier to understand. See, a lot of times we think we're hungry when we're really thirsty. And that messes up how our brain perceives what it is that we need. See, it's not as simple as, oh, I'm thirsty, I need some water. Like typically we feel thirst in our, you know, in our throat or in your in your mouth, if your mouth is dry or whatever, and you say, oh, I'm thirsty, I need some water. But uh, dehydration does not always manifest itself that way, especially if you've been eating all day. So you can eat all day and still be dehydrated, but your mouth probably won't be dry. So you won't have that typical dehydration feeling. A lot of times dehydration manifests itself as uh, the same type of feeling as hunger. It feels the same way as hunger. And a lot of times we just think, oh, I'm hungry because my stomach is growling or because my stomach is kind of upset. We think that's hunger and not dehydration. So if you start every meal with water, you will, uh, you will figure out, you will, you will uh, get rid of that dehydration slash, uh, slash hunger mix-up that has you overeating. And what you also do is naturally eat less food. You guzzle down a bottle of water right now, and then you go and try to eat. You're not going to be able to eat quite as much. And I'm not saying you should guzzle down the water, but you should get a pretty good amount of water in before each of your meals, uh, because this way it allows you to moderate yourself a little bit more. You just won't have the ability to eat as much. And this is going to be a, a big thing when you're dieting, because at the end of the day, if you're looking to drop body fat, uh, it's because you've consumed more calories than you need to be eating on a consistent basis. So in order to get to where you want to be, you have to consume less calories than you need to consume on a regular basis to lose the weight. Uh, so we need some help in figuring out how to control our intake and how to control our portions and getting that water in before any of your meals start. Like literally you got a plate of whatever, whatever it is you want to eat. Uh, you got that plate right there. And before you uh, dive into that plate, you get you a bottle of water. I got a bottle of water right here for my, my video audience. Um, it's 17 ounces. So half of it is six, uh, 7.8.5, 7.5, something like that, whatever it is. And if I drink half of that right now and then I go eat, I am much more likely to consume less food and feel full faster as a result of just getting in some water and getting hydrated before I go into eating. So number one, is to get water in, then food. Like, stick to this mantra. Water, then food. Water, then food. I never eat another meal again before you drink some water. Ever. Never eat another meal again before you drink some water, especially if you struggle with overeating, overconsuming food, if you can kind of get carried away, if you don't really understand your hunger signals, or if you eat past full often, water, then food is going to be a game changer for you. Number two is after every full meal, take a walk. After every full meal, take a walk. This is going to allow you much better digestion. Our body digests food best when we're up and uh, walking and when we're moving. Like we literally, like your, your, whole, your whole process that happens from the consumption to digestion to, you know, allocating nutrients to certain places to your breathing, to everything happens when we're walking and when we're asleep. Like if you if you will walk regularly and sleep regularly, you would get where you needed to be just by doing those two things alone. 
But after you finish a big meal, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, snacks is not, you don't necessarily have to go walking after the snack. It's not going to hurt at all. But breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or breakfast and dinner, or lunch and dinner, or whatever your two to three meals a day are, uh, you need to get out and you need to get in a 30-minute walk, 15-minute walk, 10-minute walk, whatever you can, per- you know, whatever you had the time to do. Get that in, and that's going to start creating the habit of activity along with eating. And it's not to say that, oh, I need to go burn this food off because we don't want you to think like that because it's not possible anyway. Like you can't, it doesn't matter how much exercise you do. You can, you can, you can't wash out bad eating just by moving and exercising more. But what you can do is create a synergy between, okay, I consumed food and now I need to be active. I consumed food and now I need to be active. That way your digestion improves, you burn some calories, uh, you get active, you get out in the sunlight. If you're, you know, if you're able to walk outside or on a treadmill, you, you get your heart rate going, things that are all very healthy for you, uh, and you just create a better relationship around your activity levels when it comes to eating, uh, and you start to make them synonymous with, okay, I've consumed you know, this and this and this today, but I have done no activity so I should make sure that I get that in. And that's something that you can implement. If you're, you're probably on, on your lunch break right now, if you're listening to this live, uh, you can implement this right after uh, you finish eating. Just take a quick walk, uh, burn a few extra calories, get you know two to 3,000 steps, and it's going to be very beneficial for you. Number three is to keep a food journal. Now, I don't mean anything crazy. Uh, our clients track meals when they come into our program, but we hold their hand throughout the process, so it's a lot easier. But for you, if you're trying to do it alone, then all you need is a sticky note, just like this. You can put it on your desk or in your car or wherever. And anytime you eat something, just write it down on the sticky note. Write it down on the sticky note. You can put the sticky note or you can make it a notebook or whatever it is. Uh, you can you just write it down and at the end of the day, look over it. Say, oh, okay, I had this and I had that. Or this is pretty good. With that, I kind of messed up there. And this meal was pretty good. So you can say, okay, two out of three meals, I did good. So tomorrow... The goal is to do three out of three meals. And then the next day, the goal is to do three out of three meals and then also get my water in. Like That's how you build and create the small habits. And literally, all you have to do is write it down. All you got to do is write it down. See, the power in journaling and writing down what it is that you're consuming is that you're not going to get, you're not going to do too many McDonald's sausage biscuits, um, honey bun and chips from the gas station and Popeye's chicken, and then, uh, you know, Longhorn Steakhouse potatoes and, and smothered chicken and gravy or whatever. Like, you're not going to do that too many times. If you will stay consistent with your eating and you'll stay consistent with writing these things down, then eventually you're going to say, oh, man, I had a bad meal for breakfast, but you know what? I can't write another bad meal down, so I'm going to make sure I get something decent for lunch. I'm going to make sure I get something decent for dinner. Now, just being aware and being able to go back and track these things, first off, it makes it much easier to understand why you're not seeing the progress that you want to see. Because a lot of times we think that we're just putting in all the work and all the effort and uh, we're just doing as good as we possibly can. And we don't know why these things aren't working. But then you log over the course of a week and you go back and look at your food journal and you see that, you know, two out of three meals here were trash. Two out of three meals that day were trash. OK, this day I did good. But then the other day, three out of three meals of trash. Oh, I was I was out somewhere. I had to do this or I had to do that. But see, we tend to only think about the two or three workouts that we did throughout the course of the week 
or the three or four healthy meals that we ate the co- uh, throughout the course of the week, uh, not realizing that there are over the workout that you do, unless you're in the gym five, six hours a day, uh, you're probably spending less than 2% of your week working out. And with your meals, we eat on average about 35 meals a week. We eat about 35 meals a week. So if you're only consuming two, three, four, five, six healthy meals out of 35, then what progress can you really expect? That's why journaling and logging your food is so important. You can do it in a notepad or you can write it down. You can use MyFitnessPal or Fitbit. Uh, my clients and my uh, custom app, my clients have their own meal tracking software that they can utilize uh, that I have access to so that I can see the logs, you know, hold them accountable. But you need to do something to keep track of what it is that you're consuming in the be- uh, beginning of your journey and match that up with the progress or lack thereof that you may be making and make the necessary adjustments uh, to eat what you need to eat to get to your goals. And last but not least is to reward yourself at the end of the day instead of the end of the week. Now, this is where I differ from a, a lot of coaches. A lot of coaches kind of preach the uh, quote-unquote bad food or cheap meals shouldn't be a reward. Eating healthy food should be a reward. Uh, like, and and I, in a sense, I agree with where they're coming from. But at the same time, uh, eating you know some pomegranate or eating some salmon and asparagus uh, is, a, is a whole different thing from cookies and ice cream or uh mac and loaded mac and cheese and whatever else like it's a it's a completely different ball game i'm not going to act like that's not the case i'm not going to act like those foods don't necessarily taste better they don't make you feel better at all but i'm not going to argue with the taste by any means now i i've eaten some delicious extremely healthy meals and i think there are, are, are alternatives to pretty much everything out there that will make a meal lower calorie, higher protein, lower fat, uh, you know, more whole uh, organic options or ingredients inside the food. But uh, there is a reason that we have all turned towards these quote unquote unhealthy options. They're good. They're they're delicious. That's that, like nobody like people would not eat unhealthy food if it was unhealthy and nasty. Like it doesn't make sense. The food is good. Like I'm not going to argue that at all. So. With that being said, instead of trying to make you wean yourself off of these foods, what I recommend is you find your one vice for that. And it can be something different every single day. You find your one vice for you. Uh, for me, it is cookies. I love cookies. I typically only have one once a week. I have crumble cookie here in Birmingham. Amazing. Uh, very low calorie cookies. A lot of people feel like they're like too sweet, which is, which is crazy. It's funny because... The cookies that people usually eat are too sweet for me, and they're also like three, four hundred calories. But crumble cookie, I think their highest calories in their cookie is 100 calories. They make their cookies a little bit differently, so it's even a healthier alternative to a cookie. But that's what I'm saying. Little things like that uh, make a big difference. If you like pizza, I uh, just said uh, my guy Ari over on LinkedIn said my vice is pizza. If you like pizza, instead of doing a, a big deep dish like Chicago deep dish, is like Chicago deep dish is my favorite type of pizza by far but and i used to hate i used to hate these too the the thin crust pizza i used to hate thin crust pizza when i was younger i felt like i was eating chips and it wasn't that good but over time as i started to you know develop more discipline in my health journey and my and my you know eating habits 
uh, then thin crust pizza became great to me. I eat thin crust pizza all the time now, and I don't really think twice about it, but you just have to start those habits. Uh, and sometimes it comes in those rewards. Like if you can start to slowly wean yourself off, like this is the first week of your, if you're, of your new diet and you drink soda. Soda is still your thing and you drink soda consistently every day. You drink, let's say on average, three sodas a day. So now what we want you to do is eat clean all day and then at the end of the night, drink one soda. Eat clean all day and at the end of the night, drink one soda. And next week, now your goal is to drink one soda every other day. Or drink a soda every other day and then add in um, some carbonated water, like some lacrosse or something like that. Uh, and then after that, go to drink a soda once a week. And then after that, lacrosse is permanently uh, your soda, which is a zero calorie, just carbonated water, carbonated flavored water. And now you have cut, see, with this small habit of rewarding yourself at the end of the day and then slowly trying to make even that reward a little bit healthier for yourself, you've cut about five to 700 calories from your diet uh, of extremely non-beneficial uh, calories, non-beneficial carbs, you've completely cut that from your diet because you allowed yourself uh, to actually you know, have that. You didn't cut it out for yourself. You didn't, now it takes moderation, don't get me wrong, and there are gonna be times where you mess up. If, you, if your sweet tooth is crazy or if you love uh, wings or pizza or whatever it is, chips, for you know, chips is thing for, uh, a big thing for people, because they're so easy to eat, and it's like they never make you full. If that's your thing, if that's the thing for you, you may struggle, you may fail. Like on day two, like on day one, you may be able to the chips that you put, let's say you love Doritos, and you put some Doritos in a Ziploc bag that you've measured, and you know that, okay, this is 150 calories of Doritos. And the first day, you eat it out, the, out there like it's nothing. Like you eat it out the little baggie, and it's 150 calories and you're good. Like you still kind of want some just because it's what you're naturally inclined to. Uh, but you were able to withstand it and, you know, you went to bed, whatever. Woo -woo. Then the next night you get the little baggie again and you eat 150 calories. But it, it just didn't hit the spot today. And now before you know it, you arm deep in the bag of Doritos and you failed that day. It's all good. It's a lifestyle. It's not this quick, like, oh, I got to get this right today, or I might as well just give up. It is a lifestyle, which means that you're going to fail time and time and time again. Like, you're going to fail a lot in your journey. It's not about how many times you fail. It's about how many times you get it right. It's about how many times you stay locked in. It's about how many times you do the right thing. Because uh, if, you're, if you're consistent more than you're failing, then you're going to get to your goals. My guy Ari says, if I have a bad meal, it's best to, uh, to not beat myself up over it. That's exactly it. See, if you beat yourself, oh, I just can't eat healthy. I just, I just can't make this happen. Oh, I just, I, I, I'm not built for this. I'm not cut out for this. Oh, I, I can't, I just, I'm just not going to get to where I need to be. Like, if you start telling yourself these things, then you're going to start acting like the person that believes those things. The person that believes those things will go through the drive-thru. The person that believes those things will get uh, a whole uh, six-pack of Krispy Kreme donuts before they head out to work. The person that believes those things uh, will overindulge and overeat uh, for dinner with whatever fried, greasy contraption was cooked and prepared. Like, you have to start telling yourself, like, okay, I fell off today, but I'm still trying to get in the best shape of my life, so I'm going to make a decision at least toward that this next meal. Like, you have to start rewiring your brain, which is why our mindset conversations are so important. 
But if you can reward yourself at the end of the day instead of the end of the week, that will ensure that you don't you don't restrict yourself all week and set yourself up for failure. See, it's much easier to we start our eating at seven o'clock in the day and we know that at seven o'clock at night we're gonna be able to have some halo ice cream. Uh, some halo ice cream is a you know a big thing like a lower calorie ice cream, higher protein ice cream, something I really like and enjoy. But I did not like it when I first started consuming it. I liked regular ice cream. I liked the super, super sugary ice cream that had all the, the different additives in it. Halo Top ice cream is a lot better uh, for you. And that's something that I eventually got to. Uh, so that's what you, that's, let's say that's what you have at the end of the day. Now, instead of waiting, it's Monday morning and you already craving whatever it is and you can't consume it till Saturday. How much harder do you think it's going to be to stay on track if you, in the back of your mind, these cravings already have hit you and you know that you can't consume it until Saturday of your cheat meal. What you need to do is moderate yourself, pick a portion size that fits your calorie goal and consume it at the end of every day as a reward to yourself for staying locked into your process. Uh, if you'll do these things, then you'll get exactly where you want to be. So to recap, um, the visual of tracking your consumption each day is so helpful to encourage moderation and budgeting of calories. Exactly. And this is huge right here. This is huge. And this is something that is not, does not have to be done forever either. Tracking your calories. I tell my clients all the time, like, I want you guys to track your calories for about three to five months or so just to develop an in-depth understanding of what food means what. And then it's going to be easy. It's going to be so easy for you to recall. I know that an egg is 80 calories. I know that a chicken breast is 120 to 150 calories. I know that a cup of orange juice is about 125 calories. I know that a donut is about 150 to 200 calories. You know, it's like it's going to become so easy. I know that five ounces of ground beef is about 300 calories. It's going to be so easy to understand and, and to uh, mentally calculate your calories. But first, you have to understand what the food actually means for you. Sabrina says, I appreciate your approach to healthy eating for weight loss and good health. Very doable. I appreciate you for tuning in. Uh, and I'm glad that you got so much insight uh, and value out of these tips. I want to make things practical. I want to make things practical. I am. I don't want to train, you know, my clients or you guys or give you guys information that is undoable for a person that is not in the health and fitness space. So a lot of times, a lot of coaches and trainers, they give people protocols and they put protocols in place for people like their bodybuilders or like their fitness competitors or like their their whole job and their life revolves around the aspects of health and fitness. Uh, and I know that that's not the case for 99.9% .9 of the world. Uh, so that's why I bring the science-based approach. I, I study the, the science. I study and acquire the knowledge necessary. I break it down into a way that's practical for each individual person integrated to their lifestyle. Uh, and then I give it to you here on this podcast and I give it to my clients and their programming. So that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my four tips on how tiny eating habits will get you in the best shape of your life. Water, then food. Full meal, then walk. Keep a food journal. And then reward yourself at the end of every day instead of the end of every week so that you can start building more consistency in your day-to-day. -day. Because when we wait on that cheat meal, we're typically uh, completely off track by Tuesday. But if you get a little piece of something every single day, you're much more likely to stay on track Monday through Friday. You need to think about your calories not in a day-by-day -day aspect, but in a week-by-week -week aspect. 
because what you do on Friday, Saturday, Sunday can typically wash out uh, all the good work that you may have done Monday through Thursday. Uh, so that's it. Once again, guys, thank you for tuning in to the Fit For Real podcast, the go-to show for men and women looking to drop 30 to 60 pounds, tone up, build some muscle, and get their energy, health, and confidence back uh, all within less than 1% of your week. So whoever's watching this, especially my LinkedIn squad, because I know y'all are busy, busy men and women with demanding jobs and demanding schedules, you can dedicate more than 1% of your week to getting in the best shape of your life. I guarantee you, you can. And also, uh, if you guys want to win $100 cash on March 1st, all you got to do is screenshot this podcast episode uh, or live show if you're watching on any one of these three platforms and tag me at Coach Montel uh, and let me know that you're tuning in. I'll pause real quick and let y'all snap a pic. All right, got you. I appreciate y'all for tuning in once again. The go-to place uh, for busy, overwhelmed men and women that are tired of being unhealthy and want a practical Practical solution to get amazing results. Uh, if you're getting value from this podcast and want to work with myself and my team one-on-one to get customized training, nutrition, and accountability protocols in place to get you in the best shape of your life, head to my Instagram at coach.montel uh, and DM me hustlefit, H-U-S-T-L-E-F-I-T, or you can message on LinkedIn and Facebook as well, uh, and we will have a conversation to see if we can help.